Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex, where we change the way we talk about money. I'm your host, Alex, and happy Tuesday, you guys. I hope everyone's having an amazing Tuesday. At the time of this recording, I'm having an amazing Friday because you know why? Jackie Ina, yes, the Jackie Ina, cash-shapped me $500 last night, and I woke up to it this morning and I was shook. I literally gasped so loud that I woke up John. He was like, what? And I'm like, I just got $500 from Jackie Ina. But yeah, I feel like, I don't know. It's just so wild. So about three weeks ago, she had this video. And if those of you who don't know Jackie Ina, she is a YouTuber, um, a beauty YouTuber, brand owner. And she's really like really honing in on this like luxury black woman, black girl movement that's been popping off of a as of late and I love it and so I had commented on the specific video which was her like I guess showing her like monthly maintenance routine and I was like um I've said this before because I actually tweeted to her about maybe like two months ago about this and she retweeted me but um I just repeated my sentiments of like I can't wait to be able to do stuff like this for myself um but I can't right now because I'm in debt and so Um, I haven't really always taken the time like self-care has honestly been pushed on the back burner for me for the last four years. Um, I mean, I'll do stuff for myself like I started getting my nails done a little bit, but that wasn't really because like, ooh, I want to. That was just because like I bite my nails and honestly having my nails done is like the only way I don't bite them for some reason. Um, but I was like, I cannot wait to be able to do this for myself. Like self-care has been on the back burner for me for the last couple of years because I've been paying off debt. I have 45,000, um, right now I have 9,000 left. Um, so, you know, I should be done really soon and, and I'll be able to do this for myself. And she chose me as like her video giveaway winner. So, I mean, I just feel so blessed. Um, especially because right now I actually um at the time of this recording I will have started a new job um and I received my last paycheck on Thursday from my old job and so I kind of needed something to kind of like hold me over until I get my first paycheck from my new company and uh, I mean this couldn't have come at like a better time of course I'm going to treat myself I think I might get my hair done with it and do my nails um, and probably put the rest in savings because that's just how I am and honestly you don't get $500 for doing nothing every day so I want to be smart about my money and not squander it I'm sure you guys could have seen this coming from a mile away so yeah um I did mention that I got a new job so yes um Maybe I'll share more later, but I did get a new job. Um, I started to go on the job hunt um, because even though I loved my old company, I think that we did amazing work together. I was really ready for like a new challenge and some just just for some more opportunities. Um, So, yeah, I don't know how this new job is going to be, but I'm really excited um, to get started on it and see what the future what the future holds. I will say though, you guys, I had to do some salary negotiating and that was the first time I'd ever done that. And maybe I'll do an episode on it um, later on in the future. But like that was probably the most, I don't want to say fun, but it was really, I had to put my big girl pants on and I had to really be like, no, this is what I deserve. um, And this is what I can bring to the table and this is what I've done before so you guys know I'm just not here like spouting off spouting off at the mouth um and you know they 
agreed to what I was asking with um, some, I don't want to say conditions, but basically I had wanted a raise and from what I was currently making at my, at my, my former employer. Um, so they pretty much were like, well, we'll give you what you're, what you are currently making. And then by the end of the year, when we do reviews and everything checks out, we will give you what you're asking. And I was fine with that because I'm like, I know what I bring. I know what I can do. And as long as I have the support that I need, um, and the guidance that I need just to make sure everything's going okay, then I'll do it. So that's what happened there. Um, so yeah, so I'm really excited to start this new position. Um, and you know, just, just kill it. It's, uh, pretty exciting um in terms of debt news um we've kind of stalled out on that a little bit um hopefully by august we will resume making payments like crazy um july was an interesting month because we took a vacation with my family so my sisters and my cousins we all went on a little offer in wosu um vacation which was a lot of fun but very expensive we went to tulum and y'all do not believe these social media people talking about Tulum is so cheap. It is not. I actually had suggested another small beach town in Mexico that I had been to back in 2019 that was so cheap and so beautiful and I could not believe it when I went. Tulum is not that way. Tulum is so expensive. And to keep it real with you guys, John and I spent like over $3,000 together. So about like $1,500 a piece um, on this vacation for five days. So we paid $500 for our flights uh 250 each for our our part of the airbnb and then about like 300 dollars for transportation and like an excursion that we wanted to do and then the food and everything else was kind of on us and i was so stressed the entire trip because i did not want to overdraw my account i knew exactly how much i had coming into the trip and i was like i cannot exceed this amount and we were also using some stuff on our credit card and I was worried about racking up credit card debt because, you know, if you listen to my previous episodes, you know that we had gotten ourselves into some like a little bit of credit card debt and we had just paid off that card. So I'm very, very aware of how much we're spending on that card because I don't want to have to, you know, keep paying that off because that just takes away um, that takes away the money that I currently have for like past transactions and I don't like that so yeah so I was very very stressed to say the least um but we made it we survived should I have gone on this trip no but I did and I'm really glad that I did because I got to spend some much needed time with my sisters my cousins and it was our first family trip that we've ever taken as adults um and we plan on doing this maybe every other year hopefully probably somewhere domestic and not international because it was just like too much of a hassle trying to plan an international trip with everyone um but yeah I don't I don't regret it uh because life is short you know and sometimes you just need that break and you need to get away and now I'm feeling like okay I can get back on my on my grind so I'm gonna get back to like budgeting and after this recording actually I'm gonna like log into my bank account kind of log everything that I've been spending and keep track of my money um so yeah so hopefully in August I'll have a better student loan update for you guys I did make a payment today which basically paid off all the interest off of my student loans so we won't be paying off it we won't be paying interest anymore just strictly the principal now um so there's that but 
enough of me with this life update. I feel like I haven't given you guys like, a good life update in so long. And so now I just have like so much to say. Um, but yeah, but let's get into today's episode because I'm very, very excited to introduce to you guys today's guest. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I've been following Taylor from Imperfect Finance since 2019 when I first made my um, Financial Flex podcast Instagram page. And honestly, like I love her content. I love how open she is about her journey to debt free. And I couldn't be you know, more thankful for her agreeing to be on this podcast because I feel like I've been following her for such a long time. Um, so I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear this episode. So on today's episode, we discuss life after debt. I know a lot of the guests that have, you know, become debt-free, I focus on like, well, how did you do it? And how long did it take? And all those kinds of things. But I really wanted to focus on with Taylor, like what life after debt is like, because I think that like, not saying that like everyone should be debt-free, but I think that maybe hearing from someone who, you know, did all the things to become debt-free and then now, you know, is living life a year later in a different headspace, financial, um, financial arena or whatever I think that that's just like so interesting and hopefully you guys find some motivation some encouragement or at the very least you know decide to take a look at your student loans because it's looking like Biden isn't gonna do anything but um yeah I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode and as always if you do enjoy um the podcast please please feel free to leave a five-star rating and a review all right let's get into today's episode Hi, everyone. My name is Taylor. I um, run the Instagram Imperfect Finance, and I um, paid off $60,000 of student loan debt um, about a year ago now. And so I really just create content and I help people pay off their debt and learn about wealth building. And most recently, I've kind of taken a direction with my page where I'm starting to focus more on self-love and embracing who you are and authenticity and so yeah I'm so excited to be here today and to talk to you Alex so let's do this. I'm so happy that you mentioned how you're kind of like I don't want to say rebranding but kind of expanding your content Um, because when I saw your post today I was like so excited I was like yes (laughs) like I can't wait to see like what else she has to like share and all that stuff so I'm really excited for that like shift for sure. Thank you I am too I was so like thankful for all the support and everybody being so excited. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yes. All right. So before we dive into today's conversation, I just want to start off with a little icebreaker. So if you could be any ice cream flavor, what would you be and why? Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is such a great question. So did you know I used to work actually like part-time scooping ice cream? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> in order to like make more money for my student loans, literally. So this is like hilarious. So I think, you know, my favorite ice cream at that shop was strawberry. It was amazing. It was so good and I could eat it for days. So I would say strawberry. You paid off, like you said, $60,000 and how, like it took you what, two years you said? It took me in total about four and a half, but I really like I paid off two thirds of it in the very last year. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So obviously like that takes a lot of work, but for, um, for you, I really wanted to focus on kind of like life after debt, um, because it's been a year since you've paid off your debt. And I kind of want people to, I guess, have something or someone to like a life to aspire to and understand the importance of like, 
why being debt-free is so important and like the freedom that comes with like not owing anyone. But before we get into that, can you kind of talk about your backstory? Yeah. So um, let's see. So graduated college in 2015 with 60K. When I graduated, I had always known I was going to have student loan debt, but I never really took it very seriously. You know, I had family and friends tell me, oh, you'll be fine. Everybody has student loan debt. You'll pay it off eventually. Just make the minimum payment and one day it'll all be gone. And so I really did embrace that mindset and mentality at the very beginning. Um, And it wasn't until about two years after I had graduated college where I sort of started understanding that I like owed all of this money and somebody was really in control of my finances. And I started to read, you know, personal finance blogs like Ramit Sadie and Mr. Money Mustache and um, books and podcasts. And I started getting really into it. And then uh, I think I did my taxes one year and realized I paid like $5,000 to just the interest for my student loans, you know, like the classic, like didn't go to principal. Um, and that really like lit the fire under me. And so from that point on, I kind of made it my mission and I'm a super determined person. Like as soon as I put my mind to something, like I literally cannot be stopped, which is maybe a good or a bad thing. Um, but yeah, it was like game over for my student loans from that point, at least like mentally. Um, and so, yeah, I just went after it and, I got a part-time job scooping ice cream, like I told you. I did that for about a year. Did a ton of freelance work. Used a bunch of, you know, cash back apps. Um, got a roommate. Moved and, you know, from a, a basically like a penthouse apartment. Like I was like living life, loved it. You know, one bedroom apartment. I moved to like the outskirts of town. Got a roommate for the first time since college. It had been like four or five years at that point. Um, did whatever I could to save money. And then May 2020 rolled around and I officially paid it all off. Oh my gosh. So you were like grinding, like you did. I feel like you basically did everything that you needed to do in order to have extra money to throw out the debt, which is like, I commend you. Thank you. It was, it was a struggle. I think my poor family, I'm, I mean, like, I would love to be able to say like, yeah, it was, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And I just worked really hard and it all worked out. But like, I was very emotional and it was very, very hard, but thousand percent worth it. Oh my gosh. I feel you with the whole, like very emotional. I feel like I'm crying like every other day (laughs) and being like, what is this going to be over? I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. Literally. I feel you. I've been there. So it's so nice to know that like, I'm not alone because sometimes I feel like kind of crazy. I feel like no one gets it, but you get it. You understand. Um, So during your journey, obviously like you were on fire, just grinding away. What really kept you motivated? Like what's that one thing that you told yourself just to keep, keep you going? I really wanted to pay it off within five years of graduating college. So that was just something that I had always like wanted. And so that was kind of a big motivator for me, just like a time time frame. You know what I mean? Um, but I think my family and friends helped tremendously, like just listening to me and, and, you know, encouraging me to keep going. And at first, like, like you were saying, like, nobody gets it. I feel like they didn't really care. They were like, why are you making yourself miserable? You're insane. Just be like the rest of us. <laughs> and, um, 
but eventually as they saw me pick up steam and like make progress, like 10K paid off, 20K paid off, 30K, they were like, what the hell is happening? You're actually doing great things. And so then they would like pump me up, you know? So that was like super, super helpful. But I think at the end of the day, I just wanted control over my finances and I didn't feel like I had control and I don't want anybody else to be in charge of something so personal for me. And so, um, yeah, I just, I made it personal and I, I wasn't going to stop until I, I didn't have to owe anything. It's been a year since you paid off, you know, your, 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 not let your debt. Um, (laughs) so what is life like for you now that you're debt free? Like if you could just paint a picture for the audience, like what is life like now for you? Life now, you know, I'm very fortunate to say I I really do not worry about my finances nearly as much. Um, really, I don't worry about them much at all. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, like, I paid off my debt. Yes, that was huge. All that money that was, used to be going towards debt, I could now do whatever I wanted with. But I also didn't um, upgrade my lifestyle. So I kind of kept it the same. And so I have this like, you know, surplus of cash now that used to be going towards debt. And so I try to make good financial decisions now, but sometimes also I just enjoy myself and I, you know, go on a weekend trip or I like, um, you know, go out to dinner a lot now, which I never did on my debt-free journey. Um, Sort of just like enjoying the more simple things, I guess, a little bit more so now, like, I went a year on my debt-free journey without buying any clothes or accessories or shoes. Um, And so now I I buy my, like, if I need something, I don't think twice about it. I'm like, okay, you need this, go spend the money. You know, Um, I can really focus now on my investments and building wealth, um, which has been an interesting balance because when I became debt-free, I was like, all right paid off on my debt, went, you know, so hard doing that. Now I'm going to go so hard on like trying to hit hundred K net worth. And I actually recently had to like pull back my investments a little bit because I realized I'm putting so much, it was almost like I was on a debt-free journey again. That's how much cash I was putting. And that's how much I was like squeezing myself thin. You know what I mean? So I was putting too much there. So I dialed that back and now I'm just like taking it easy. Like I, I have savings goals. So, you know, I put money towards those things every month and I'm still investing for retirement, but I also just buy the things that I need and and I don't feel strapped for cash, which it's peaceful. Honestly, it's really nice. And I feel lucky. So I love that. You're like way better than me. Like, I think at the beginning of my debt-free journey, I was very strict with myself and I was like, no, I'm not buying anything, but I, I don't know what's happened, but I don't know if it's like the pandemic and kind of realizing that like, oh, life is kind of short or I I, I don't know, but, (laughs) and, or it could be because like, you know, uh, we, I have like $9,000 left. And so I'm just kind of like, kind of easing up the reins a little bit. And I'm like, no, no, no. I I need to like not do that. Like this isn't the time to kind of like ease up. Like I'm so close. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give myself the month of July to kind of like give myself a break. And then in August, I'm going to like go back, hit it, hit it hard. So that's like really inspirational that you were just so determined that you kind of like held back things that you were kind of like, I don't, it's not like an actual need. It, they're just stuff that I want. So therefore I'll wait for it. I think that's like awesome, like self-discipline, you know? 
Yeah. You, you reminded me of something though. Like I definitely had those moments where I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, should I just give up? I had so many moments like that and thank God I didn't really like listen, you know, and follow through with that because I, I think I was pretty close, you know, especially when you get as close as you are like under 10 K it's like, you're like, it's so close, but it still feels so far. And you like, you're yeah. like, I've done so much and I still have like 9k to go like what right but like so I totally I just I I feel for you like I'm like such an empath and I like I just feel what you're going through right now I appreciate that you're doing great (laughs) thank you um so if you could um I guess just to give the audience an idea an idea like if you I guess if you had to like ballpark how much a month were you throwing at your debt like if you could give if, if you feel comfortable sharing it if not you don't have to yeah I do um that's totally fine it was so um it's funny because when I first started getting serious I had a friend make a spreadsheet for me and he he planned out like three different payment plans and he was like if you pay if you do like a month, you'll be debt-free by 2025. If you do $1,200 a month, you'll be debt-free by 2023. If you do like $2,000 a month, you'll be debt-free by 2021. And I remember being like $800 a month and I'll be debt-free by 2025. There's no way in hell I'll ever come up with $800 a month, right? But by the end of my debt-free journey, because of all of the little things that I did just to make more money and free up money and, you know, penny pinch kind of, I was putting about like $2,300 a month on average toward my student loans, which, you know, your salary plays a big part. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm amazing. Like, no, like (laughs) if you have a, if you have a high paying job or a higher paying job, of course, that's going to be more helpful, you know? Um, so I know that might not be realistic for everybody, but at the very beginning, when I had a minimum payment of like three thirty, I remember being like making the money that I was, it didn't change much from the beginning of my debt-free journey to the end, but I felt like I could barely do the minimum payment of like $350. So it's just crazy to see how, when you learn more, when you get more determined, you figure things out, you make things happen. And like, actually the potential that you do have to put more money toward your debt sometimes, I think was interesting for me to sort of watch unfold. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it definitely does. So I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, there were like, if you wanted like clothes or something before you may have hold you may not have like purchased them, but now you don't even think twice. So what is that like one thing on your debt-free journey that you absolutely, you're like, I am not doing this until I'm debt-free. And like, have you done that? Like, or have you purchased whatever it is? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, the first one, I think there were a few things. The first one that came to mind was getting my hair done. Oh my God. I don't know if you're like this, but like, I feel like a new person and oh my Lord, I, that was like the first thing that I scheduled when I got debt-free, <laughs> became debt-free. But like, I also gave up like getting my nails done. And for a while there, I convinced myself that I didn't need it anymore. I don't like that anyway. Like, but and then I started doing it again when I became debt-free and I was like, what the hell was I talking about? Like, <laughs> I love this. What? But um, yeah, I would say like all the beauty things, all the like outfit things. And then I gave up like my gym membership. So that was nice to get back and and things like that. But yeah. I remember 
watching uh, your video of you making that phone call um, to your student oh, yeah. loan. Um, people yeah. saying, yeah, and like just you paying that last amount off. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, cannot wait for that to be me. I know she's feeling all the emotions. So can you talk yeah. a little bit, of, can you talk a little bit about like what you were feeling in that moment? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like, honestly, you know, I don't want to sound cliche here, but it was pretty surreal because geez, you, you look forward to this day for so long, you know, and it's kind of like, you don't really think it's going to get there. And then it does. And you're like, Oh my God, I'm not prepared for this. Like what? It was almost too, like, um, I almost grieved it though too, because I was it was like my way of life. My debt-free journey was my way of life for so long that when I paid it off, I still like, I, it just, I did feel like a weight was lifted, but it also just didn't feel real, you know, for a while there, I felt like I couldn't get used to it. But that day my family was there. My boyfriend was there. We kept it really small. I was going to do a big celebration, but COVID, um, you know, with my family and friends. So we kept it really small, which is my immediate family and my boyfriend. And um, just to have them there, I think was super emotional for me because they were the ones who listened to me complaining or like my wins or like whatever. And they were just with me through it all and seeing them and how emotional they got for me, you know, was just like the sweetest thing in the world. And um, yeah, it was so much more special. I think just being with the people who helped me get through it all. So I've, I've heard before from some people that like paying off debt kind of feels anticlimactic for them because it's like they've spent the last, you know, two years, five years, however long, just on go, like super in, intense. And then like they pay off their loans and they're like, wait, now what? Like, this is it. Did that like, did you ever feel like that at any point? I think that's literally what I was trying to explain. I couldn't find the words. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think because you want to be able to say like, it was amazing and, and it was, but at the same time, you're making a payment like you've been making time and time and time again. So the act is really nothing different. It's just the last one. So when you do the last one, you're kind of like, this can't be the last one. Like I've literally done like 400 of these, like what, you know, but yeah, definitely. I feel that for sure. Do you think that people should pursue being debt-free and if so, why? I think being debt-free is awesome in so many ways, but I don't like, at the same time, I think everybody needs to do what's best for them. And I think that like, I don't, I just don't want anybody to see a bunch of people getting debt, becoming debt free and then feeling like they have to, but also not really feeling like they have the means and then feeling guilty for it. You know? So like, I think if you can just do the best you can, you know, and try to pay off, you know, your bills, first and foremost, your expenses, of course, just get those covered each month, you know? And if you have a little bit extra that you can put towards debt, then of course do that. That's amazing and awesome. I think I just, there's a lot of pressure that you can put on yourself. And I don't really think that that's necessary. Like I think in another life, I don't know if I would have gone so fast and furious. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I would have done that, you know, like in hindsight, I'm glad I did. Cause I'm sitting here and I don't have to worry about it, you know, but again, I put myself through a lot of like, <laughs> like struggle and turmoil. And I just like, don't want anybody to like, just go through like a lot of that, if that makes, 
Yeah, no, that definitely, um, that definitely makes sense. And I like, even when I'm telling people about like my journey, I'm kind of like personal finance doesn't like, it's not one size fits all. Like what I want to accomplish may not be what you want to accomplish. And that's totally fine. I think the most important thing for me is that people are just like aware of their money habits and they're just like aware of their money. Cause there's nothing worse than like having money. And then like looking at your account the next day and being like, where did all all of my money go. Like I have no idea what I spent it on. Um, so yeah, so I definitely, I definitely think like you made some like good points and it definitely makes sense. Um, so during your debt-free journey, like what are some resources that you use to kind of like help you like along? Like, was there a particular podcast book? Yes. Okay. For me, Sadie's, I will teach you to be rich. It's a great book and I recommend it, especially for fundamentals of personal finance. Um, I, you know, to be honest, I think the thing that helped me the most was just starting to follow personal finance creators on Instagram because it was other like young women who also had debt, who were paying down, doing the exact same thing that I did. And I was so motivated and inspired by so many people. I think that that was literally like the best thing for me. So as we wrap up, I just want to ask like to you, what was the most um, I guess, useful piece of money advice like you've ever been given? Yeah, um, that's such a great question. I think, you know, and you might have heard this one before, but it really is such a good one is just making sure that you pay yourself first. So, you know, putting money aside in savings, you know, creating yourself an emergency fund so that you're covered if anything does go awry and, um, you know, saving for retirement, investing for retirement. I really feel like, especially like young women just kind of don't really think that that's for them, if you will. And it totally is. And it's so important and you got to start as soon as possible. And I, I would just say like, yeah, pay yourself first, make sure you're taking care of yourself and your finance and your future. Um, 